Content warning. This episode contains themes of self-harm and suicide. You can find the timestamp of this topic in the show notes. back to Flint's journey. Flint and Stoney, you both pass out in a booth in All the President's Men, which is the pub in the Deuces Wild headquarters, and Milton, the deaf old bartender, uh, he spots that the two of you are out cold, and he has a couple of his younger employees escort the two of you to uh, a couple of the finest rooms in his tavern. Uh, he does have some bedding, and you both wake up in the morning feeling refreshed yet hungover. That's an odd combination. <laughs> it is. And it can only be achieved when drinking in a pub under the ground, and you sleep at night, but it doesn't really get light in there in the morning, oh. so you don't really oh, know it's morning. Nice. And you wake up, and the two of you... What do you do? <laughs> you tell me. Oh, uh, Flint, are you okay, man? Uh, I think Flint's going to rub his eyes a little bit. Yeah, I surprisingly pretty good. Uh, right? This bed is very convenient to be under me. Right? It's super, dude, it's super awesome. Just like, it's cool. You can like drink here and drink a lot and you'll just wake up in the morning feeling great. A little hungover, but you know. Let's be expected. Right. I, I've i definitely felt worse before, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, were you... Was to... Are, were we, like, setting out today? What's the timeline here? Uh, dude, I think we just gotta go as, like, soon as possible. I think we agreed it was gonna be a two-man operation, because with you and me together, like, we can just do whatever we want. So it's going to be super awesome. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. That sounds vaguely, I feel like I remember us saying that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. Okay. Um, did you ever get, uh, our inventor with the flying machine out of like whatever jail he was in? Ah, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I made him spend the whole, do you get this? I made him spend the whole night in the cage. Oh, <laughs> classic. Oh, Classic. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. Uh, jokes on him. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, um, I we can go get him now, and I'll just I'll just tell him that like if he wants to, you know, be free, he has to just take us to Pumpersburg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, he'll get us there in like a flash as long as he's like you know fixed up the air. I'm assuming if he came here, that he like did whatever he needed to do to the airship. And now he can, like, take us or whatever. Yeah, great. Awesome. So, right. why don't you follow me? I'm going to go get, grab the adventure. We'll grab some 
uh, grub along the way, and we'll be good to go. Uh-huh. Sweet. Yeah, I'll follow you. Uh, so we're going to just uh, swing by the pub, grab, like, some sandwiches or something, and then we're going to go talk to the inventor and try to convince him, well, tell him where he's taking us. Sweet. So you head downstairs, back out through the pub, where there's nobody actually, and there's no food in the pub in the morning. This is a place nah. that really only opens in the evenings. But uh, on, but you know, Stony, that uh, there is one roadside stand that serves the most delicious breakfasts. Uh, that that opens up, and there's just a cart that someone runs right on the street by your uh, main office in the central part of the town here in the cathedral. Um, and so you stop by there. Yeah. Yeah, you stop by there on the way, and you get the the judge special. <laughs> Which is... What is that? The judge special is lots of bacon... And lots of cheese, and that's it. Just on like a sub roll. It's just a a meat and cheese breakfast sandwich. (laughs) It's just lots of bacon and lots of cheese. Yeah, yeah, we're both portly men. (laughs) Uh, The uh, the the purveyor of these fine goods looks at you, Flint, as as Stony is ordering the usual, and uh, says under their breath. Will you be having anything different, or is that what you want as well? Uh, yeah, maybe... No, no, he wants it. It's two usuals, two usuals. Yeah, right, two Yeah, I'll take a usual, I'll take a usual. Two usuals, and he he slides them across the counter, and he looks at you, Stoney, and says, I assume we'll be putting that one on the mayoral tab. Oh, you better believe it, man. I, I don't have any cash on me. Just put it on the tab, put it on the tab. And he gives a little salute. And you head past him, and, uh... uh Flint, give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Am I gonna vomit? Am I gonna vomit? Uh, what did I get? That's a 13. That's not, not bad, not great. Uh, no, you, you don't like the sandwich <laughs> because you're feeling kind of gross, but you muscle through part of it um, and manage to keep it down. Stony, you just have no issue because this is just like what you do. Um, yeah, not the best hangover food you've ever had, though, Flint. Mm. <sighs> God, what was it that Flint used to eat way back in Termic? There was like something that he always ordered at the bar up there. Oh, it was like balls. It, it was like <laughs> yeah. testicles. No, we, won't, we won't revisit that. It's like straight up testicles. Like, <laughs> like, testicles or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like fried. There's like fried ferret testicles or something like that. Something oh, you didn't yeah, know I about think your character. Well, you gotta have a lot of ferrets in order to make a meal out of that. <laughs> oh, you sure do. Like several a lot of male dozen ferrets. of them. Or maybe they're just ferrets mm, with really big testicles. God. Or they're, yeah, maybe they're giant <laughs> ferrets. Okay, you walk on down the street and into... Did we have a name for this central hall? God. You described it sort of cathedral-esque. Yeah, it's definitely a, like an underground cathedral, essentially. Um, and Flint, can you give me a perception check now that it's sort of the light of day? That's an 18 on the perception check there, boss. 
So there is more light streaming into this underground village than there ever has been since you have been here, Flint, since you, I think, arrived in the like evening, afternoon, evening, or maybe midday, but you got kind of drugged quickly and didn't get to see your way around right. too much. Um, you can now see that it appears that it's a very strange feeling that you get when you look at this this cathedral. It appears almost as if the wall and ceiling of dirt above this town was built as opposed to like like on a town that was on the surface. It was sort of like built over it almost is what it looks like. Okay, so you're saying that the town was built and then the dirt was put above it? Yeah, it's it's sort of a weird feeling you get, but that's the sense you get looking at this thing. Like this cathedral in the town, now that you can see a little bit of light streaming in through the various openings, it looks like it would just be a normal town on the surface, but then there's this dome of forested, yeah. you know, soil yeah, like and roots and, and, and stuff coming through. But you do also see that there's some like built scaffolding and stuff that's holding mm. up parts of it. Um, so it's it's a strange place. You're not super sure, you know, what the deal but is. But I'm not feeling like apprehensive. Like I'm a dwarf. I like being underground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's like a feat of engineering. So sort of cozy. Sure. Yeah. So you can see that as you're walking in. And then the two of you walk into the cathedral and there's nobody about. Uh, it's kind of early. And you can see that the cage, the holding cell for uh, those being those facing judgment is still on the stage. And there is a, uh, a few there are a few like lamps that are lit inside. Um, but there's also light streaming in through the windows. What do you do? Ah, oh, Flint. Dude, I don't think I told you the name of, the, of this cathedral, but it's totally badass. Are you ready for this? You ready? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's called Judgment Day Cathedral. Uh, how badass is that, man? It's so badass. I think my eyes light up like that is pretty badass, but I have to, like, hold a belch in like a... <laughs> uh, oh, you're right dude, there? Yeah. You're that, yeah, it's good, right? No, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It was just a little, little uneasy after a night of debauchery. Oh. But, 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 awesome name for this place. Yeah. Sick. Oh, dude, just wait. Till- hey, is there someone there? Oh, oh shit. Oh, God. All right, hold on. Bear with me, man. I gotta, I gotta put Hello? on, I gotta put on my, my strict voice. All right, so hold on. <laughs> right, right, man. Yeah, I'll follow like, your uh, Does anyone remember, did he get his, like, hood removed and stuff? I think he yes. had, all right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the, yeah, the, the inventor is looking at the two of you through the darkness, and he says, Um, can I get out of here? <laughs> can I put on my, my, my judge costume? Uh, yeah, you could run backstage and do that quickly. Okay, that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go backstage, put a judge costume on. Oh, all right. I guess he's going back there. Yeah, just uh, I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll say to the inventor, just, uh, just you got to go along with what he says. I'm gonna go. Hey, Flint. Who, who is that guy? Flint. Are you friends with him? Flint. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, hold on. I'll be, I'll be right back. I'll, and I'll go over to Stony. Okay. I need you to announce me. Okay. I need you to announce. Say, introducing the judge. Okay. Even though no one's here. Okay. I got a perception to keep up. All right. And I need you to applaud. Like crazy when I walk in, okay? Right, right. Oh, Should I put my mask on? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, okay, okay. 
So I'll put on my Pierce mask and I'll stand up on like the side of the podium or wherever his like little judges stand. And I'll say, <coughs> introducing the judge. Yeah! And then I'll, I'll start clapping very, you know, very quickly. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll throw open the, the cape thing that the, the, uh, thing that, that, that that's covering me. And I'll say, prisoner, please rise. Uh, this is very strange. Uh, I'm gonna just like stands up. Okay, <laughs> prisoner, your judgment has been decided. If you do not accept, do I get to like mount a defense or no. um, call witnesses or anything? Silence, prisoner. Your judgment has been decided. If you don't accept your judgment, you will face death. Your judgment is. To take Flint and I wherever we desire. What am I? So have I been found guilty? If you do this, you will be found innocent. What a strange Uh, system. I love it. I fucking love it. (laughs) Uh, I. Okay, I guess. Can I get out of here now? Yes. The little cauldron they gave me to use for a bathroom is almost full. God. Release the prisoner. I'm going to look to Flint and I'm going to toss him up. Say, uh, yeah, I'll scurry over <laughs> and I'll like unlatch it or whatever. <laughs> Assuming that like he couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lock actually on the cage that he's stuck in. I can lock pick it. Okay, yeah, make a sleight of hand check. I'll just do a quick sleight of hand. Just a real quick, pop a quick H on this thing. That's a 23. Yep, you can pretty easily pick this lock. It's not the most secure lock in the world. You get the feeling, because you know Stoney is also an expert lock pick, that it maybe was built that way on purpose, just in case (laughs) he ever ended up in (laughs) something cage. Right, right. Yeah, I'll take that insight and just be like, oh yeah, clever. Um, all right, right. Come on. yeah, okay. inventor. Okay, we've got just like a real quick mission. Did you okay? Oh, my legs are oh, pins and needles. No, 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 just shake them out. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Did you get the airship in whatever condition you needed to get it in? Is that why you decided to follow me? I didn't follow you, I was just going out to try and take a leak. Seems like a far way to go to take a leak. For no, you. Like, I didn't go far. A couple of oh. guys jumped me when I went behind a bush. That sounds like something that could have happened. Um, and the and Stony ha- has come back out from from with the judge's costume off, but his mask still on, and he's standing in front of the the inventor. So yeah, the ship is it in ready condition? Yes, yes, of course, all operational. Oh, okay. Awesome. You don't have like any hard feelings about this. Like you weren't like, I, I mean, come on. Like you, I did give you all that lich dust. Like I'm sure you've got something brewing in your mind about what to do with that. Yeah, no hard feelings, man. Come on, right? Like we're we're all good here. It's all good. Yeah, we're great. All right, <laughs> I am ready to go back to the ship, please. Stony, do you have everything you need to like get going? Ah, oh, yeah, man. I just carry around this backpack with all my stuff, and I carry it all the time because you never know when you're gonna go on Sweet. adventure. All right. Yeah, I'm good to go, man. Let's go. Nice. Well, how do yeah. we get out of here? 
Would it be worth my time to ask where we're going? No, it's not far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. All right. Pumpersburg. Well, when you you gave me so much choice in the matter, so here we are. <laughs> I'm a, hey, I'll put a hand on his shoulder. Like, is he taller than me? Uh, yeah, I would say so. He's a human, <laughs> I, I think. I'm gonna reach up and put a hand on his shoulder and just say, like, "Hey, don't don't feel so down. This is gonna be a really good adventure." I hate it. I hate adventures. I'm gonna put my hand on Flint's shoulder and go, "Dude, this guy's bumming me out. What's his deal?" Yeah, he's just, he's had a lot to, we flew into a storm, there was a giant turtle, he's, he's like, kind of put up with a lot. Yeah, and that, that holding cell is not very hospitable. Hey, I spent well, plenty of time in there. Is that even a holding cell? It feels like it's just meant to be something you put someone in for the judgment, and then maybe you have a real holding cell, but you didn't bother putting me somewhere else. I couldn't straighten my legs out all night. <laughs> Dude, it was a joke, man, and it's hysterical. Oh, ha, 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 Yeah, yeah so see? funny. He's yeah, laugh- see? Oh, wait. He's I laughing. Think. He's laughing. Well, he's We're all laughing. Okay, Come on, we're, man. We're all we'll laughing. All be, yeah, okay, let's all go laugh on the airship. and then Yeah, we'll, lead the way. Yeah. yeah, how do we get... Yeah, Stoney, lead us out of here, bud. I don't really know my way around. All right, follow me. And we'll just head out the cathedral. Um, all right, so real quick, before you head out, um, I guess Stoney... You, yeah, you have an inventory with stuff in it already, so we don't need to, like, go over that. But we can just safely assume that the two of you grabbed all your belongings. Um, Flint, you have everything back, and um, you grabbed it from the tavern before you left. And Stoney just grabbed his stuff from his office here in the cathedral. Yep. Um, And so the two of you have everything you would need. So it is, in fact, time to go. Uh, While... While we're walking, I'd like to just casually kind of bring up to the inventor, like, hey, um, have you ever experienced or had any uh, sort of uh, uh, insight into phoenixes, phoenix-like things, and uh, the like? Uh, well, of course, they are a mythical creature that specializes in time dilation and manipulating the fabric of space and time. Uh, I have not personally worked with one, no. Why? Do you have one to offer? Hy- hypothetically, let's say somebody had a phoenix in a crystal ball. And I tried to hold the phoenix in the crystal ball, and every seven minutes or so, or however long, I was like, whoop, like reverted back in time, and I couldn't take it. Hmm. Would that sort of make sense to you, that kind of mechanism? That's interesting. I'm assuming this is not a hypothetical. It's very specific. But it has, yes, well, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little experience with exactly what it is that I just told you. Well, it sounds like whatever container it's being held in, it must concentrate the energy if it is going to act upon creatures outside of the sphere. I don't know. I'd have to do some calculations. Do you think you'd have time to do any calculations uh, on the way to Pumpersburg? 
I know you like a good problem. You're the inventor, after all, man. I, you like- uh, I do. I'm, I'm. He's like, okay. So make a. Can you make me a persuasion check, please? Sure. Yeah. That's a thirty. Thirty. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, the inventor, his mood has shifted since you started talking about the phoenix, and and I'll I'll add. Think of all the research that could come out of just this little this little side quest we have going on here. So you can see when you talk when you're talking about this that you, the inventor gets this little glint in his eye that you've only seen when he's been discussing like the weaponry or the energy on his airship um, or you know any of a number of his other inventions that are like highly dangerous or impressive. Give me an insight check, please. That's a six. You are perfectly okay with the amount of interest that he shows in everything <laughs> that he's talk- that you're talking hey, about. Hey, I'm just looking for um, some extra help, I guess. And so he he's contemplating, he's sort of rambling on about various alloys and materials that you might experiment with um, and possibly capturing some of the uh, electromagnetic energy that he's found ways to harness in order to suspend this creature without, you know, affecting the holder and that sort of thing. So you've definitely captured his attention and he is very much persuaded to spend his time on this flight trying to come up with a, a successful way to grab this phoenix. Nice. Okay. Nice. And We've I enlisted think, some help. I think you're persuasive enough that he doesn't even do a lot of digging about what your plans are if you're successful. Okay. Uh, sweet. So are we back at the airship now? You are back at the airship. Um, Stony, you see the airship for the first time. It is one of the craziest machines you've ever seen in your life. I, although I would say that you're a pretty worldly guy, so it's not like the concept is super foreign to you. It's just that this one is... right. Uh, appears to be one of the most complex that you've ever seen and uh, biggest. So yeah, I'm a. You're pretty impressed. Yeah, I'm gonna turn to Flint. And I'm gonna go, dude. I've read about stuff like this, but this is crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Isn't this thing wild, dude? It's so he, it, like, crazy. Flies, it, he like plays music on it, and it flies what? and plays like it. I mean, it's just, it's it's uh, it's it's a beast. Dude, this is, man, this is so crazy, man. I can't even, like, get my head around this. This is crazy. Dude, wait till we take off. You're going to love it. It's going to, I mean, it's a wild ride. Uh, I feel kind of bad about keeping him in the the holding cell for so long, but he knows it was a joke, right? Like, it was a joke, right? He gets that. Ah, He'll get over it. He seems, like, really into helping us with this Phoenix thing, so... I mean, not that like I want to like cut him in or anything. Yeah, I'm about to say like, but but he's just he's gonna get a kick out of just you know, uh, you know, just like seeing some stuff. Yeah, man. As long as this operation just between the two of us, right? I mean, no middleman. As long as the two of us, we're we're good to go, man. Heck no. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Yeah, like let's do it. Let's let's get on it. All right, you hop on the airship and settle in. And the inventor consults his map of the continent and spots Pumpersburg and makes some calculations and then sits down at the keyboard of the organ and starts playing notes 
and the ship rises up and away from Snailhaven, and you can fairly quickly see the town dropping below you and into the distance, and pretty soon you're soaring up and heading to the east, because you were pretty far to the west. You're on the western coast of the Westerlands, and you're flying over a fairly dense forest for some time, and then you're over the water. Um, and, uh, meanwhile, the inventor has locked his notes and, uh, let the ship fly for a while on its own at a steady altitude and has retreated to his mobile laboratory down in the bowels of the ship, uh, to do some experimenting and possible calculating to try and solve your Phoenix problem. Um, I'm actually going to roll something for that. Uh-oh. Roll for his intention. <laughs> Lucky right. number seven. Yeah. We'll we'll see what that means. I'm gonna say <laughs> to Stony. Hold on, before you before you do that hey, uh, before you do that, Stony is just is running from one side of the ship and like looking over to the other side, just like running back and forth. He's just like so psyched about this. So you're awesome. gonna have to catch him. What do you think, Stony? Oh dude. Oh, I'm gonna go over this side now. And I'll run over. Dude! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm gonna go back over. Run yeah, back over. It's just oh, as dude. high up on that side as it is on this oh, side. I know, dude. This is crazy. Oh my god. Um, one adventure. Okay, so at this at this point, um, I think I think I'd like to ask Stony. I I say, hey, could you go check on the professor? I'm gonna go down and uh, I gotta take care of something. Uh, but could you go like, or the the inventor? Could you go like check on him, make sure, just like see what he's up to? Maybe like see if you can talk him into you know making sure he's gonna be motivated to help us with this Phoenix issue. Uh, yeah, man, is everything good? Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Um, I just gotta, I gotta go take, I take care of something real quick and uh, head down into. You know, my, my like where I got like a little bunk down there. Ah, yeah, man. Uh, as long as everything's all good, yeah. And he'll run, he'll, he'll run and try and find the professor. Yeah. So I think Flint needs to. He needs to like go in a room by himself because he's been given like this rock hammer from his childhood, and he like takes it out. And he's just like looking at it and thinking and like running through all of, you know, just like remembering all this stuff from before he ran away. Like, you know, remembering time spent with his parents, time spent with Stoney. And then like (laughs) obviously thinking about how sad his parents were and like hearing that they're not angry and they're not dead. Um, and that the whole town isn't dead and like the town moved on and it wasn't like as big a deal as he had made out when he was like a kid. And I think that there's just a lot of thought going on. And obviously all of that leads to thinking about bailing on Dresden and Mace Corps. And I think that there's just gotta, I, I just, I, he's gotta take some time to just sort of think about that for a little bit. Nice. Contemplating. I love yeah. it. Hi 
Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felocio, here with your mid-roll announcement. If you're enjoying our show, we'd love to hear about it. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening, or shout us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter at T-I-H-W-R 20. Feel free to reach out to us anytime on Twitter with your thoughts on this podcast. If you're looking for more content from us, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. Over there, you're going to find hours of extra content, including a side campaign, cut content, pre- and post-roll banter, plus maps from our campaign. All of that can be yours for as little as a dollar a month, so head on over and check it out. Have other ideas of what you want as a patron? Let us know. And thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. We hope you're enjoying this episode of The Great Divide. So now, let's get back to the show. Stoney, you come down into uh, what would be the galley, the kitchen area of this airship, but the inventor has laid out all of his lab instruments and so he's got some like crazy coils going that kind of thing <laughs> yeah um and there's like Erlenmeyer flasks bubbling and he's got all kinds of different materials um from different cases laid out on a table and he is scrawling on some parchment and he's trying some things he's tossing little samples of things into this one flask that's sort of like boiling and and flaming and he's recording the reactions and he's sort of shaking his head after each one and he sees you coming down the stairs toward the galley and turns and says ah no progress to report yet sorry no it's all it's all good man dude this lab is crazy man like oh like so the things are going He's been like, can I touch it? Can I touch that? I no, please don't. Oh come on, man! It will Just... deliver quite the shock. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not trying to be shocked. All right, dude. This, how do you do this stuff? This lab is crazy. Uh, lots of practice and study. Oh man, I'm sure. I'm sure you're a very learned man yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. I've been some places, I've done some things, but you know, nothing like this. This ship is crazy. Hey, um, about that, uh, that, you know, hypothetical Phoenix thing, I just want to make sure that, like, we're all good, right? Like, you're going to help us out? I am doing my best. Is there something I can help you with right at this second? <laughs> all right, all right, I can tell. You're a busy man. All right, I just want to come down and check out the crib. All right. Stony. Quickly make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh please. God, wisdom oh, is not a strength of Stoney's. <laughs> oh no! Oh, sorry, I did. I had advantage. Uh, but that's okay. Just take the first one. Sixteen. Uh, so with a sixteen, here's what happens. As you're talking to the professor, um, Stoney, I think I think something that you do is you are very good at continuing a conversation, but also observing a lot of things in uh, in a scene mm-hmm. and sort of 
in the room and taking stock of things. As you are talking to him and using your keen sight to just sort of take inventory of everything that you see and even doing some like value calculations in your head, you're looking over his supplies and then in the corner of one of his canvas cases that he's got open on the desk, Mm -hmm. you see a bottle that's like stoppered. And when you look at that bottle for just a moment you are overcome with a desire to take it. Mm -hmm. And you're not sure why, but it just felt like something was like pulling you. But you also have a moment where you realize that's happening. And so with your 16, you snap out of it um, and you just noticed it. Um, Right. And you're not sure what the deal is with that bottle, but now you're really intrigued. And also a little bit worried, because that feeling was not... uh, You like taking things, but this was, like, almost forcing you to do it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Dude, that is super spooky. Yeah, that's really creepy. (laughs) Uh, um, All right, all right. I can see you're a a busy man. Um, Can I ask... uh, That bottle over there in in the canvas bag with the stopper, what is that? And as I'm saying that, I'm going to... What bottle? <laughs> um, you know, it's like the back there with... It's like in your bag, your canvas bag. It's got a little stuff. Don't touch that. No, I, I'm not trying to touch it. I, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm backing away like towards the next little bit. But uh, just out of curiosity, like, what is that? That's none of your business. That's what it is. Uh, you know what, man? I got like some weird vibes from that thing. Can you... Can you just fill me in? Like, mono e mono? I promise it's nothing you need to worry about. Uh, Ask your friend. He's the one who sold it to me. Ah, uh, so that's Flint's. Would you mind? I'm really busy. Uh, I'm on a bit of a time crunch here. We're going to be in Pumpersburg in a matter of hours. All right, I can tell you're a busy man. Oh, wait, I said that already. All right, well, I'll get, I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm going to, like, do one of those things where, like, I'm, like running up the stairs by, like, fall as I'm running up the stairs and, like, look back and, like, grin and then, like, run up the stairs again. Uh, the inventor goes back to his work. Um, can I go and find but... Flint? Yeah, yeah you I'll, can. I'll, I'll, like, come out uh, and go sort of, like, I want to go up the stairs. I will say, though, yeah, just, I, I'm not, like, super cheery coming out. But uh, you know, I don't. I'm not like down in the dumps kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're back both up on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stony comes running up the stairs. And you go, Flint, Flint. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> dude, that was crazy, man. Okay. So you know, what? you know how we like to take things, like steal things that are shiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I, that's pretty much all I do. Dude. Okay, so I don't know what's going on, but, like, I went down and talked to the inventor and was, like, being super chill, and then he had this, like, bottle, okay? It was in his canvas bag, and it had a stopper in it, and, like, Uh it was, like, like, I caught myself, but, dude, it was, like, it's, like, it wanted me to take it. Like, it was, like, forcing me to do it, right? And, like, I snapped out of it. What did it look like? 
What kind of bottle did you use to scoop the lich hatches up? Do you remember? It was a corked bottle, I think. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, whatever corked bottle you used, Flint, is what it looks like. I would assume it's like clear glass and... Yeah, with like a stopper in it, or... Yeah, with like, yeah, just like a cork smashed in the top of it. Okay. Um, dude, it was like, so I couldn't see the whole thing, but it was clearly like a clear bottle and it had like a cork that was like smashed into like a stopper. And I asked him about it and he was like, ah, you don't have to worry about that. And ah, tell your friend it's his. And he was like, but he, he was like telling me like uh, it's yours. And like, I got this really bad feeling, man. It was, I was, I was creeped out. Probably. If he said I gave it to him, I only gave him one thing. And what was that? I got to be honest, not my uh, not my best deal. I think I could have got a lot more for it, uh, but it was like a tough time. Okay. So we went to this island that was actually a turtle in a storm. We like killed a, a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What? And then we like after we played this game and there was a lich. <laughs> a what? And... It, like, yeah, it was, like, this crazy, it, like, read our minds and, like, messed with our memories and, like, really, it was awful. Like, we almost died and uh, we killed it and he disintegrated into dust, right? Super powerful dude. Boom. Bopped him on the head. He, like, turned into dust. Flames. So... One of my friends, we couldn't find her. Like, she was just gone. She, like, jumped in a hole. And we couldn't find her. So, then the island started to shake. And I was like, oh my god, we gotta get out of here. And, like, but you know. Like, you know. Like, I had to get some of that what that thing turned into. So, I, like, scooped him up in a bottle real quick. I got, like a like, a spoonful. And, uh... I figured it must be worth something to somebody, right? So, like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to sell this. But I was, like, super upset because our friend, like, died. And then our other two friends were like, oh, my God, like, what are we going to... And then, like, I I got so pissed off. I offered the inventor the bottle of the lich dust, and that's how I ended up uh, actually going over to Snailhaven. He took me there. Dude. Well, okay, I've missed a little bit in there. I also, <laughs> they they talked us into going to, like, this meeting with, like, these important people who are trying to save the world, and then I, I like, kind of left, and uh, I told you about that. So, But anyway, yeah, I gave him that lich dust. But if you got a weird feeling from that, like, that stuff's, like, no joke. Like, I wouldn't mess with it. I'm, I wish I could have gotten more for it, but... I'm also glad it's, like, not in my backpack. Dude, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't get a lot of that. I stopped after Lich. Um, no, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, on. So, <laughs> so much stuff that you didn't get. <laughs> so, you, so, so I wrap my head around this. So, you fought a Lich, and you killed it. Uh-huh. And, That's right. And then you, you took... Lich from the turtle. And I put him in a bottle. Right. The lich, not the turtle. And then the turtle sank and our friend died and then I ended up here. Right. Okay. Dude. So, you scooped up, like, a spoonful of, like, the lich. 
and you kept it. Right. And you put it in a in like a yes. dude. That, well, I thought I was gonna sell it. No, episode, but I, man, I ended up just buying passage with it. You know, I gotta tell you, man. I think I think that what you did is bad ass, man. Oh my right? god, that's so cool! Well, with the lich, dude. And of I, course, you gotta get some I, lich dust. Like, how often are you gonna come across a lich, dude? Right. That's awesome, dude. You are the man. You're the best. Yeah, it's it's one of my better stories. I don't... Dude, I mean, I don't like, know where you were going with, like, the whole, like, oh, my friend died, like, you know, type thing. But right. you got a lich dust? Yeah, man, well, I, lead with that, man. That's that's badass, dude. That's badass. I probably... Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, it's, it was some something. Oh, uh, well, um, I hope your friend's okay. But meanwhile, meanwhile, while you're having this conversation up on deck... After Stony leaves the makeshift lab, the inventor, having had his attention pulled toward the bottle, stands over his burner, where he's had no success so far finding the correct combination uh, for whatever he's trying to invent, and his attention is now drawn to the bottle as well. Oh no. Oh and shit. He takes the bottle, and... Holds it up to his eye with his magnifying spectacles on and examines it carefully. And he sticks a pipette down into the bottle after he removes the stopper and just takes the smallest, just minuscule pinch of dust from inside the bottle. And he adds it to the device that he has been working on on the table. And when he does that... um the two of you feel the airship jolt forward. There is suddenly an immense surge of power, and the airship is climbing in altitude as well. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I'm going to need you both to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Fuck. A 10. A 23. Uh, All right. So, Flint... This jolt catches you off guard, and you tumble over and start to slide toward the back rail of the ship. Uh, Stony, you react quickly, and you manage to grab onto something near you um, and catch your balance. And you're also going to have time to try to help Flint, who's sliding toward the back of the ship. Um, so why don't you go ahead and make a uh, just a well, actually, why don't you tell me how how are you gonna to try to help him? Oh God, um, I in in my bag I've got some hemp and rope, so I'm gonna try tie it around like my waist and then like throw the rest to Flint to try to like stabilize him. Okay, sweet. Uh, so make me a sleight of hand, and then each of you can make an athletics or acrobatics check um, to grab. Throw and grab the rope, respectively. Okay, so athletics check. Or, sorry, sleight of hand is a 30. Oh, shit. It's a natural 20. That's a, that's that a natural a nat 20. 20 with that's the a 10. Best that's not crazy. so yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, it's immediate. <laughs> and actually, with that nat 20, I'm going to give you advantage on your throw then, because you literally, without even thinking, this rope is, like, tied around your waist, and you've got the other end in your hand. Okay. Uh, you said acrobatics would be okay? 
Uh, no, not not for you. You're okay. throwing, so athletics. it's an athletics for you. Okay. A 17. Not bad at all. You make a very nice throw. So, Flint, you need to catch that rope. I got a 12. A 12. So you acrobatically roll to your side, and you're sort of still tumbling and flipping, but you manage to, just for a second, gain your whereabouts, and your hand grasps onto this hempen rope. And you quickly wrap it around both of your hands. And now you are just, you're basically <laughs> trailing off the back of this airship as Stony anchors you to the bow. Um, anchors himself, I guess, to the, to the side of the ship. What do you do? Um. Uh, scream, panically. <laughs> <laughs> Make a roll for panic. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ah, oh, Flint! Flint, can you hear me? Flint, just hold on, alright? Yeah. I got it! I got it! What the heck is going on? I don't know! Pull me up! Pull oh, me up. Pull oh, me oh up. hold on! I'm gonna try! So I'm gonna try to, uh, pull Flint up, I guess. Alright, make a strength... Uh, yeah, I think just a, an athletics check, maybe? Uh, okay. Um, to see At- how well you reel this, him in. Uh, you said ath- athletics or, or strength? Or both? I think... Uh, athletics, probably. Right. Oh, God. Not a... St- forgetting that athletics is strength and not dexterity. Not a strength of stonies. Here we go. Oh, Why don't you make a on, simultaneous sorry. dexterity I had, saving throw I had for advantage, us? Uh, but a seven is my first roll. God, that's really bad. <laughs> oh, man, both of those are what not good. Roll a three. God, I got a plus eight on that. Uh, Eleven. Eleven on Flint's dex save, so... Uh, Stoney, you, you pull with all your might to try to reel Flint in, but it's just not happening. Um, I'm pretty fat. Okay, we get it. <laughs> and the speed is just too great at this moment. Um, the air is starting to get cold okay. as oh, the thing is climbing mm-hmm. up in altitude. Uh, what do you do? I feel like, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really changed in your situation, <laughs> but time is of the essence uh, now. Hang on. I gotta look. Hang on. Where am I relative to the ship? Like, how far away? I think you're, like, eight feet off of the stern of the ship. Okay. Eight feet off of the stern of the ship. I I literally have... I, mean, I don't think I have anything that can help you besides... I have something that can help. Just cut the dead weight. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Um, and now Stoney's in the story. I, I would like to, rather than, um, I, I would like to, instead of trying to pull myself up, I want to try and swing. Nice. Okay. okay. Um, and I want to swing myself closer to the side of the ship. Okay. Can you, uh, what's your passive perception actually? Uh, 18. We don't use that very often. Oh, that's pretty damn good. So, even though you're dangling and you're in a moment of crisis here, you can see that there are a couple of points of entry that you may be able to actually swing to on the back of this ship. There is, uh, on either side of the ship, there's a window into the staircase that takes you down to the bowels of the ship. And the windows are, like, triangular and have a glass cover. And so if you could swing to either side hard enough, you could probably punch your way right through there and land in the stairwell is the uh side of the ship wooden or is it metal uh it's a mixture of both um 
Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna swing for a window. Yeah. Do it. Alright, I love it. Let's do a acrobatics check. Okay. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> I got a five. Oh Is my that a god! Um, no, almost. Almost. Uh, no. Jesus. Uh, um, Jesus Christ! Uh, all right, so you try to <laughs> oh, kind of kite sail yourself around the side of the ship, but in doing so, you actually just end up spinning in circles faster and faster and faster and faster. (laughs) So you're just spinning like a top. I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving. Oh my God. That's a 19. Oh damn. That's good. That is good. That's a good roll. Um, you maintain consciousness, but you can't really see which way is up right now. You are totally disoriented. All right. And Stoney, you see him sort of kick himself uh, to try and swing, and then he just starts spinning like a propeller. Uh, is he off the side? So- is he, he off do? the side of the boat? He's off the back of the boat. Oh, he's now. Still, still, okay, still the back. Oh, Jesus. Um, he's kind of like w- waving side to side back there now and spinning in circles. <laughs> oh, I just oh, made it so much worse. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I have something else I can do. I have something else I can do. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I need to Google what this does. Green hall business menu. Oh god, it's not item. Control F recovery magnet. Okay, twice okay. I'm gonna take out of my hand the recovery <laughs> magnet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh twice for long rest you can activate this magnet as a bonus action to recover any metal objects you may have dropped or uh thrown within hundred hundred and fifty feet. Oh shit! Um, it's a it's a bunch of shit. Um, once used if it's a time, once used ten times, the magnet cracks and must be spared by. So I don't know how many times it's been used, but this is the first. I want to say like three or four, it. probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to activate <laughs> this and I point it. it towards the metal part of the ship. Awesome. So I'm just like holding it and activating it. <laughs> All right. And as soon as you activate this thing, um, Stony. You see a couple of metal objects that were on the deck kind of slide toward you. I'm gonna to need to make uh, have you make a dexterity saving throw, please. God, okay. A fifteen. Um, you manage to jump over a little pile of cannonballs that come rolling along the deck toward the back of the ship all of a sudden, and they bang up against the uh the back wall of the ship and they're all sort of like quivering there like they're stuck there and meanwhile flint as soon as you activate the the magnet you sort of like single-handedly fly forward like a superhero (laughs) and your hand just smashes into the side of the ship um along the railing at the top of the ship all the way around there's a metal railing um and your hand is now firmly pinned to the railing uh, and you have stopped tumbling around, but I am going to need you to make a constitution, or no, let's do a strength saving throw, actually. Sure, sure, sure. That's a 19. Ooh. I like that. All right, so you're going to take half damage on this. Uh, so you're going to take five, I think we'd call it bludgeoning damage from, like, your shoulder being wrenched out of its socket, essentially. Yeah, ten, uh... Uh, five 
uh, uh, connected connective tissue damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's going to damage your rotator cuff just a bit. Yeah. Um, but once you are pinned to the ship, you've stopped fluttering, and you can reach your other hand up and get a hand on the railing. Nice. Um, and the little button that activates the magnet is like right in your other hand. So as soon as you're back on the ship, you can uh, click it off if you want to free your hand. Otherwise, your hand's just stuck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click it and uh, put it, put it back in my my pocket. Okay, awesome. And Stony, uh, you see Flint fly back <laughs> to the railing, and he flips himself up and over. Um, and Stony, could what's your passive perception actually? Uh, Eighteen. Okay, nice. So you have good passive perception too. So, um, Stony, you become aware once Flint is no longer in mortal danger that someone is playing a series of chromatic scales on the organ that are just going up higher and higher and higher, uh, which seem to be corresponding with the the altitude gain of the ship. Okay. Flint! We gotta get to the professor! I think he's making the ship go all crazy! I... What? Uh, okay, yeah, let's... We gotta go find him! Okay, um... Uh, he's not a, He's not on deck, is he? Give me, uh... I need you to each make a constitution saving throw, please. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. A seven. A four! Oh, no! Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, my God. This situation is not getting better. Um... <laughs> Uh, Alright, so Flint, (laughs) you suddenly become aware that you are having a hard time breathing. (laughs) The air seems to be getting so thin that you're losing consciousness slowly. Uh, And while you're having that realization, you see Stoney slump over onto the deck of the ship. And he is unconscious. With a crit fail. (laughs) Jesus. What is with these rolls? Fuck me. Um, this is going from bad to worse. Do, do I see the professor, or the inventor, on deck, like where he would normally be playing the organ? Or uh, give me a investigation, and it's got a low number here for you to be able to see that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll roll a low number. <laughs> it's a ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a ten, you can see that he is now seated at the organ and just has a vacant expression on his face as he continues to play these notes that are. Generating extra power for altitude gain. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go tackle him. <laughs> All right, I just sweet. Sprint and tackle him. Okay, make me a strength attack. I guess, um, like a, an unarmed attack, and uh, I'm gonna have you do that with disadvantage because you're I feeling lightheaded. Yep. Uh, an unarmed strike. An eight. Uh, your initial lunge, you miss, uh-huh. but you land on the ground right next to his seat. And you can see up at him with your last couple of breaths here. What do you do? Uh, I initiate the recovery magnet again. Oh god! I just want to. I just want to stop whatever the fuck is happening with this organ. I like like that. Um, I'm gonna use it again. Just like I, I'm on the ground. My tunnel tunnel vision is setting in. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna hit the magnet because I saw how effective it was. It's gotta like at least fuck up the organ and hopefully take us in a direction that has more air. (laughs) I love it. All right, so. 
you initiate the magnet and your vision goes black right as you see the inventor's head whipping back towards you propelled by his metal glasses <laughs> oh god and he collapses away from the organ and you see his hands leave the keys and a whole bunch of metal stuff is tumbling towards you on the deck but you don't have time to react sure um and i think both of you are blacked out <laughs> beautiful so, oh boy this is really bad <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on with Dresden in the town of Eclipse. Dresden, you just have opened this slip from Rasputin that says Dresden clear storm on it. What do you do? What's your reaction? What do you think? <laughs> How about you, Rasputin? How's everybody feeling? <laughs> uh, Dresden's just kind of shocked and just kind of looks at Rasputin and says... This must be a mistake. Uh, I I don't think the boss makes mistakes. It seems very intentional. But... So how, how are we supposed to kill yourself? How is she supposed to take you? That makes no sense. Zoe, do you have any... Do you have any insight on this? This seems... This seems not right. I... I don't know. I've followed the instructions to a T up to this point. I have yet to achieve the goal and fulfill my... fulfill my word, but this is unexpected, to say the least. Do, do I have a... Do I have a spell or a something that allows me to talk to Matarua? I don't know if I, I do, but it says that I have to be in an encounter or DM. It's up to you whether I can use that. Because I have, I have um, in my inventory, I have Mystic Arcanum, but I don't didn't have a, a description next to it, so I'm not sure what that is. Um, I thought I had a way to like. I don't know what that on, is. Either. I can look it up. I thought I had a way to, um, uh, no. Rasputin, you want to pop yours into the chat there and we'll see if you can, uh, use it. Cause I feel like in your case, you can basically ask like a question. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I will let you do that in this case, Rasputin. Um, so you can use sight of the goddess. Uh, so Rasputin is going to use sight of the goddess and my eyes go back. I land on the, I land on Dresden's shoulder as one does. And my eyes go back in my head, and I say, one moment, please. And it's this kind of like Madarua, like, talking to, through me, or am, is it like Rasputin having an internal conversation with, with Madarua? So I think it is that you are essentially astrally projecting your, your essence okay. to Madarua's side. So you're like, for just a moment, you are not there with Dresden. You're actually... In the temple with Matarua. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do that. Hey, uh, uh, Matarua, uh, we got your name for the last, for the last, uh, for the most recent name on your list. And it's, it's one of your servants. It's, it's Dresden. 
Was that intentional? Make a wisdom roll, please. God, I'm gonna get hurt from this. <laughs> oh oh no! I, I have a plus. I have a plus four. That's my best one, and I got a two. So, not good. Um. So yeah, well, that, that's not great. The six. Um. And I think because of that, you don't get much of a response. Madarua, I think, feels your presence there and looks in your direction. She sort of spends her time, like, suspended in the middle of this temple, um, you know, hovering and, and meditating and whatever. Um, I say that casually and whatever. You know, she's a goddess. Yeah. Um, and so she quickly tilts her head in your direction, acknowledging you. And she says one word to you. She says, trust. That's all you get. Okay, okay. And then you are back on Dresden's shoulder. Ooh. Uh, uh, Dres, so, um, I got some, I got some good news and I got some not so good news. Okay. I'll, Which one do you want to hear first? I'll take the good news first. Um, good news is that Madaru said trust. You know, that, that's what I got from her. She said, trust. That's the good news? That's that's the good news here. Okay. What's the, the bad, bad news? The bad news is that that's the only thing she said to me. So it looks like you're in a pickle, my friend. She, hold on. She just said trust? That That's all I really got. You know, I have to project <sighs> myself. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a lot of energy. Um... So I, that's the only thing that she really told me was trust. Maybe she's testing you, Dresden. DM, I'm going to put something in, in the chat and let me know if you think I could use this or not. It's called uh, Dark One's Own Luck. It's one of my uh, learned skills. It says you can call on your patron to alter fate in your favor. When you make an ability check or a saving throw, you can use this feature to add a d10 to your roll, you can do so after seeing the initial roll, but before any other rolls effects occur. So I know it looks like I'm just adding like a D10 to something, but it's really about altering fate in my favor. Do you think that I could like... <laughs> now that I'm speaking it out loud, I know that it's it's not going to happen, but <laughs> I just figured I would try... <laughs> Um, okay. So, no. So, here, here's what I would say to that. Um, I kind of want you to, like, roleplay that kind of bargaining as Dresden. Okay. Because I think that is, for, like, because that's your instinct as a player, but also sort of in character. I think that with Zoe and Rasputin there, this is the perfect opportunity to kind of talk through, like, what are you actually feeling as Dresden in this right. moment? Um, what would he do? Would he, you know, would he try to find a way out of it, find a loophole, find a power he can use. Cause that to me is probably his instinct yeah. to like, try to find a way he is powerful enough to make this go away. Right. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe we can try to like pick it up there. Okay. Um, and I would even say, if you want to role play, trying to like call on this, this spell and just see what happens, that's okay too. Right. Okay. Um, I don't understand what, 
Madaru is asking. I feel as though there's a way out of this. Um, and so I'm going to attempt to call Madarua. Is, is there any, anything like any debris that I can like attack? Because I think I need to, uh, yeah, there's like tumbleweeds and stuff laying around. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to use, uh, Eldritch Blast on a tumbleweed. Um, put it in there. Do I have to roll anything? Or is it just... Um, yeah. Uh, no, I think that'll hit it. It doesn't get to make a spell save. Okay. So. It takes 1d10 of force damage. So, 1d10. An 8. But I'm not satisfied with the 8. So I'm gonna go... I'm gonna call on... Moder- I'm gonna call on Dark One's own luck. I'm going to call my patron to alter the fate and add more damage to the tumbleweed to, to, to try to get her to talk to me. You're just trying to, like, get her attention? Uh, yes. Okay. Meanwhile, I think Zoe has kind of, like, walked a few steps away, and she's, like, sitting with her legs hanging over the rim of this crater and just staring into the evening. There's a sun setting on the western rim, and she hears you attack this tumbleweed, and... Yeah, go ahead and what do you do? You roll. Oh, you rolled your d10. Yeah, it was it was an eight, and okay. then I'm gonna uh, call. And so so the, after the I, I I can. Do you add that to your damage? Is that what happens? Yeah, so I can see the eight before I cast it. And if I'm not satisfied with it, I can uh, call on her, uh, and then hopefully she'll she'll grant me the ability to grant to to roll a d10. Um, after a saving throw. I don't think you can like commune with her. We're using this spell, um, <laughs> I but I guess it is her, but it's her power that gives you the extra force behind your attack. Yes. Theoretically. Yeah. Um, so I think drawing upon her power, she does probably notice that. Um, and for just a moment after you attack this tumbleweed and add this extra power using Matarua's uh pull you feel like the world has just sort of gone completely silent around mm-hmm. you and zoe is just sitting there sort of like staring the thousand yard stare off of the edge of the crater and suddenly the slip of paper that you're holding in your left hand it just bursts into that blue flame energy mm-hmm. that you uh, have seen so many of them do and Zoe has the same thing happen and she suddenly looks like just shocked she like turns to you immediately um, almost like she was expecting to see that you had like decapitated yourself or something and Rasputin you receive another slip of paper and seeing that Zoe reaches into her bag and takes another slip from her sloth um, and Dresden you pull the sheet from Rasputin's claws and you open it and it says Dresden Clearstorm. <laughs> Can I I have something to say, but I don't I don't want to yeah. interrupt the spell. No, go ahead. Go for it. So Dresden, there's this is obviously very unnerving, you know that. Um uh Maybe Maru was onto something here. 
Maybe she is. Maybe, maybe you're done with her service, you know? You made a deal with her, didn't you? That's why I'm here. That is true. I did make a deal with her that when I was finished, I would be restored to my previous self. Do you think that's why? Is that what you really... Do you think... Is that what you want, Drez? I want to be done with this. And if you think that's what's happening, then, you know, I suppose... Uh, and and she said trust? She said trust. I, I, that's yeah, all I got. She's the her. goddess of I, death. Of course she's gonna say trust. <sighs> Yeah, but you've been a loyal you've been a loyal servant, you know? Why would she tell you twice that you're the next you're the next name on that list? I mean, you made a deal with her and you've served her pretty faithfully. I know that very well for a fact. So maybe the last act of service to her is to show that you mean it the most by taking the leap of faith with the goddess of death. Hmm. Well Very deep. Very deep, I know. I'm just an owl though. What it's... what do I know? Yeah, but you're a great horned owl, so... That's let, true. Don't let, any, great, don't let anyone great, forget horned. that. Ugh. I... It seems like an awful lot is riding on that, Rasputin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have I don't have a better idea, though, Dresden, so... I don't... I can't move on with my list if your name is on my sheet and we decide not to fulfill Madarua's wish. Well, I don't know what other choices I have at the moment. I I can't communicate with her. I can't change the name on the list. She won't talk to Rasputin besides the word trust. And maybe it's my time. So, Zoe, I'm... I'm going to walk to the edge of the cliff. This huge crater. Zoe, do you think if you were to push me off this cliff, I would die? Um, Zoe stands up. And she looks like she's torn between wanting to take a step towards you and wanting to, like, run away from you. She just looks like a bit... She's, she's just in shock from this whole situation. Mm-hmm. So let me let me get this straight. So let's say we do this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe, do you need to be the one to do it, uh, or Dresden? You're yourself. So who takes care of you? I think if my name is on the list and I am done with my task, but my name is also on Zoe's list, I feel as though she should be the one to actually push me. But maybe. She can push me as as I'm already taking a step. So it's almost like we're both fulfilling it. I mean, if you're going to make me do this, I would prefer we do it that way at least. I don't want this to be entirely on me. But my name is is on your list. It is. And up to this point... As we've discussed, we've more or less blindly followed what Madarua wanted, assuming that there was some greater purpose, but now my name is not on the list. Your name is. What does this mean for me? Will I be stuck in her eternal service? Well, 
if we don't put my name on the list, I don't know what happens. I've never, never not followed the list. Well, and you've also never died before. That is true. I I almost died a couple of times, but... (sighs) Well, are we really doing this? Well, Dresden, you know, uh, if if you're not happy where you are, you know, Madarua will set you free, or as they say... Um, do they say that? Are you trying do to like, say that? convince him from a religious <laughs> religious reason to kill himself? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna be like the, the truth Bible. will set you free. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> not really, but I could. Look, I'm clear. Dresden, I'm, I'm clearly I've... not thrilled about plummeting to my death. Let's just let's get that off off the bat. But I don't know what other option we have. I. I think Rasputin made a decent point when he said that maybe my time is up and maybe maybe this is my way of being set free and maybe, Zoe, your name will be next on the list. And, you know, we can find a way to set you free as well. But I don't know. I feel like if we don't follow the list, then I feel like we're both putting our selves in peril because we're not following the, the the list and I don't want to you know go through with this but I don't know what our other options are at the moment I feel and Rasputin may corroborate this that when it comes to when it comes to gods and goddesses a deal's a deal who are we to question her will we we, we followed it up to this point Perhaps you can take solace knowing that this may be our only option. I mean, has has Madarua ever not followed through on something before, Drez? Well, I don't know. We haven't had anything this dramatic. I just kill people and then I get a new a new name on the list. So it's hard to say one way or the other. I I feel well, I feel if, as if though you're gonna do this. Yeah, go ahead. We should make it as cool as possible. Uh, Zoe laughs a little bit at that. Well, I I don't want to suffer if we're going to go through with this. I don't want to suffer. And I feel like falling off this crater or being pushed slash falling off is the easiest way out for me at the moment. Zoe, do you have any fun spells in there that could make, should shake this up a little bit? Well, so here's what I'm thinking. If you're going to jump, you definitely want to land on your head or neck. Yes. If you land on your legs from this height, I'm worried you may not (laughs) die and you would certainly suffer. But I also have this. And she pulls out her ceremonial dagger that Matarua gave her. And she says, we've been doing this a while. We both know. I can press this right here. And she sort of points it into like your brainstem area mm. and you won't feel a thing and that would... My, Zoe that's not that's not what I had in mind I thought you were gonna just you know disintegrate him what do you or want something to... disintegrate that, cool. that sounds way more painful that sounds incredibly painful I don't know I've never done it before <laughs> sound sounded or just some like big 
I don't know. Uh, you you could do the brainstem thing, Drez. That sounds I incredibly mean, painful to me. The brainstem. Oh wait, here. Let me just let me just light you on fire. How does that sound? <laughs> the honestly, Rasputin. The brainstem thing. I've done it before. It did. You don't feel anything, and not to myself, but to other people, and they don't. They seem to die pretty instantaneously, and there's no agonizing screams of death. So that sounds. That sounds probably like our best option. So just make sure that you don't miss. Are you sure? I don't know if we have another option. Zoe says, And you're sure that this is what you want to do? I need you to confirm it for me before I do anything. Yes, this is what I want. But Zoe, if in case I don't make it back, in case I do just end up dying, I I do have an ask of you. If it's something I can do, I will. When I entered this deal with Madarua, I did so to save my friends. Uh, Flint, Macecor, and Felosio. I've also come to become quite fond of Piper as well. I ask... <laughs> I, I ask that if, if I do not return... I just ask that you take care of them and look out for them. I will do my absolute best. I promise. They're a cool gr- group of people. I, I will. I will admit. You know, they they really got the the stuff going on, as the kids say. And I'm also gonna give her my spear, and just say I'll summon it in my hands, and I'll say, if again, if I don't come back, I want you to have this. Um, it's your staff. Yeah. Staff, not spear. Okay, she takes the staff. All right, and then uh, I think I was gonna get down. You turn. Well, he was gonna get on, on on his knees and just kind of like in in like a meditative stance and just kind of just like sit up like on his knees, sit up straight, and just kind of take 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 some deep breaths. Um, Wait, can I say goodbye? No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, no, Rasputin <laughs> doesn't get to. He's just taking some breaths. He's just taking some breaths. Dresden, I gotta say goodbye. You know, you and Madarua made me. I only hope I'm a real owl one day. So I can come on more adventures with you. I think, Rasputin, I suspect that this is goodbye for you and I. Wherever Dresden's going, I think you'll be with him. Yeah, so well, I... Zoe, it was a it was a pleasure to to mark some names off with you. I'll do it again whenever you want. Sounds good. And as she says that, she stabs <laughs> Dresden in the back of the skull, <laughs> and Dresden, everything goes dark, and those of us outside of the scene and Rasputin, you immediately disappear, uh... and everyone outside the scene, including Zoe, watches as Dresden's physical form slumps over and he tumbles over the edge of the crater which is just going to ruin someone's day down there <laughs> um but as he falls his body does the same fading that so many have done when they've used these ceremonial weapons to collect souls from Matarua and Dresden you feel cool damp grass on your face and you sit up and you see that you're back at the tower at the entrance to Nightshade. Mm. 
Oh my And God. Rasputin is sitting on your shoulder. Ah, oh, there he is. Hey, we're back. probably have to cut this one out but i killed a couple of squirrels two weeks ago that had the biggest balls of <laughs> any critter i've ever seen i've never that fucking squirrel was he was begging to be shot he was just in pain they were so big i was it, it was the strangest thing i've ever seen maybe some testicular he had a, like elephant titus like <laughs> <laughs> if it God. were if you were to like make a human analogy to this, he would have fucking cantaloupes between his oh legs. <laughs> like I'm surprised Wait, is that that's not normal? <laughs> it is not. It is it is not. Oh man. Anyway, alright. I think that's probably a good place to leave you. What a we'll cliffhanger. Pick oh. it up next time. On a ship hanger. Uh, wow. 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 Um, can I take a, two minutes like, to use the restroom little, uh... before we go again? Uh, no, that's not yeah. allowed. All right. Well, <laughs> I wasn't asking you, Keegan. <laughs> Permission denied. <laughs> yeah, we gave you a tiny cauldron to piss in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's up next? We're going to do Dresden, Matt which is Josh. Josh and Hilsey. Nice. All right. Well. I'm going to go get another beer, which is um, allowed. Yeah, that's allowed. <laughs> Just no peeing.